1: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com
2: people today.
1: Hi, I'm Charlie Borman, and I am a motorcycle fanatic.
2: Oh, I am Ben Bowers,
3: and I'm also a keen motorcycle enthusiast. I'm Ant Partridge, and I can't stand motorcycles. I don't know why I'm here. The Driven Chats Podcast. Powered by Paramex
2: Digital.
0: Hello there and welcome to this week's Driven Chat podcast. My name is John Markar, and I am sat beside...
4: Amy Haynes. Amy, Amy Haynes. Haynes. I know, like the uh, shock face of Ben Bowers in front of me. have all... known Amy Shaw for a long time and now Amy Haynes. Yes, hello. It's,
0: it's very difficult this, isn't it? Because I've known Amy I mean, professionally for... Coming up three years, but we've socially known each other for about fifteen years and it's always been Amy Shaw and I still can't get out of my head. I changed your name on WhatsApp the Did other you? day to Amy Haynes. It
4: feels weird saying at my mouth as well. I've not used yeah. this, it. Amy Haynes. <laughs>
0: Artist formerly known as Amy Shaw. Amy Haynes. Uh, and this week on the podcast, as you've probably seen there from the title and from our lovely little introductions there, we are joined by, but not just joined by, because this is a strange kind of collaborative episode where two podcasts come together. It's a crossover. We are joined by the gentleman from the Nod Pod, Charlie, Ben and Ant, currently sat in a beautiful, I'm going to call this drawing room, Charlie. We're in your house in the Surrey Hills. It's very beautiful. Secret location. Secret Top location. secret location yeah. somewhere in, in or around Hills. the Surrey Hills. It's in Egypt. <laughs> <It's> yeah. In Egypt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in Egypt. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for inviting us down. Um, for being on our podcast, and in a strange way, thank you for um, having us on your podcast.
2: Yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> yeah. This is a weird, isn't it? Who who owns this space right now? But, uh, but you're very welcome on the Nod Pod, um, and and it's great to be on Driven Chat as well. Yeah, and we're just going to see
3: how this works. So I, we, think yeah. gonna be I think it's going to. I think we we both edit it. Both teams edit it in a different way. It'll be two separate. Absolutely. Pods. It'll be yeah. the same pod, but it'll be different. So I, yeah, think, yeah. I think it would be quite nice to be able to get, because normally um, if you're
1: presenting a uh, a, uh, a podcast, people don't really get to know about about the people who actually run them. So maybe true. maybe we could do a, a bit of a, an interviewing of each other. Yeah. And what everybody actually does
2: i feel this will end up like non-identical twins like you have your favorite that you you want to hang out with and the other one's just kind of there very similar but you don't really like them
0: yeah i think i think that's fine i mean to, to point out for our driven listeners uh we perhaps predominantly usually focus on cars more than motorcycles however we do talk about motorcycles we've had had plenty of motorcycle focused podcasts so for those of you that aren't motorcycle riders hopefully you'll put up with this and enjoy it regardless um you guys your podcast is motorcycles isn't it predominantly
2: yeah that for us is definitely the entry point um and hopefully your listeners will be converted to the ways of the motorcycle after hearing how amazing they are maybe um but yeah we use motorcycles as that that qualifier really that's the entry point but actually we we talk more about what the the doing? What motorcycling brings the community, the experiences it gives you, the opportunities it provides, and uh, sometimes we talk a lot about motorcycles. Sometimes we don't talk about them very much at all. Great, that's a professional answer. We talk a load of sh- and nonsense. <laughs> it's usually
1: taking make Mickey well, out of each other. Some of us, it. but um, no, and and I think a lot of it, you know, when people talk about mindfulness mm-hmm. and mental health and all this kind of stuff nowadays, and um and it's funny because. I think, um, and then people now say that if you have a, if you ride horses or bicycles or motorcycles or drive a car or whatever it is, that's your escapism. So you're going off for a couple of hours on a motorcycle or a bicycle or whatever you choose to to do. And that you can't think about anything else other than that. And so that's your kind of escapism or your reset your brain or, or your mind. And, um and and bizarrely out of anybody who rides motorcycles and if they've been riding motorcycles since they were very young you know we've been doing mindfulness well i've been doing mindfulness ever since i was six years old without even realizing it um and so so i think i think the podcast is a lot about that we get into a little bit sometimes about 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 people we we've had some some interesting guests who, who've come from interesting backgrounds who've had interesting uh challenges in their life and 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 part of their recovery is, um, is motorcycles and, and um, I recently broke my legs quite badly mm-hmm. and, and my focus was always about eventually getting back on a motorbike and, and using that as a power to, to, to heal and to, to get better.
4: So was there a certain point where the three of you got together and thought, we've known each other for years, let's chat, what we chat about just together, we should chat and record this and see if anyone else would be interested. Was there a point where you kind of thought, cause Ben, you and I have spoken about a podcast for a long time, and I know this has been something you've discussed with me for for a while, so is there a point you thought, actually, I'm going to bring in my two mates here and we'll start actually making this a thing? What was the that tip over point?
2: Yeah, it was very much an idea that I'd, as you said, that I'd had and been wanting to do to to start a podcast and do more presenting work off everything that I'd done previously in my roles at Movember and uh, speaking to the media and doing things like that. So it was something I was keen to explore and my passions are motorbikes and mental health um, from my own personal experiences. So I wanted to find a way that we could bring those together in a way that was really impactful and entertaining. So not just creating a mental health podcast because there's millions of those, Um, but creating a, a podcast that, that used motorbikes to say as that entry point. M- motorbikes are this wonderful thing that brings people together, regardless of their creed, colour, background, social status. Like if you ride a bike, you're in the gang, right? That's why yeah. the pod's called The Nod because it's that international acknowledgement of other riders. I don't know who you are, where you're from, but, but I'll acknowledge you because you're on a bike and you get it. You know the secret, right? You're in the club. So it's how do we bring that together? And I thought, well, it needs to be I hesitate using the word authentic because everyone bans that word around, but it, it needed to be delivered in a way that people could resonate with and made sense to them. And for me, that's through communication, conversation with, with mates. There's a lot of podcasts out there that are one-to-one, question-answer, question-answer, and they're a bit monotonous sometimes and you don't get a full feeling of people. And it doesn't necessarily reflect how we communicate, especially as men. And we have those shoulder-to-shoulder conversations in groups. So I thought, well, let's create something that, that reflects that. So it was a case of, right, well, who's going to be good? Who's got a few stories to tell? And who's happy to talk about their emotions and their struggles as well? And, and having known Ant and Charlie for a long time, I knew they were two great guys to, to get involved. Um, and also Charlie's got a big name, so that helps bring the media and the publicity. And, and,
4: uh, really, I've never heard of him. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> funny, because he self
2: promotes himself a lot. Um, <laughs> So it took a long time. COVID happened and, uh, you know, everything got pretty hard. But then uh, a few conversations with some passionate people at Motorcycle News to get behind us and give us some support and, and a platform to launch with. Um, and our current sponsors for season two, the British Motorcycle Insurance Community, quick
3: plug. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Um, have,
2: have allowed us to, yeah, create this sort of second season of, of the podcast. And, and I think we we said it in the promo for season two, actually, we aimed, from the, from the first episode, the goal was to entertain people, talk about motorbikes, hang out with our mates, but also give people some, some tools and, and ways that they can help themselves if they're struggling, things that it can resonate with. And, and from the get-go, our first guest was Damon Hill, and we instantly started getting messages from people, because so we talked a lot about the loss of his father and grief, mm. And a lot of people got in touch, and say that was really cool. Like it resonated with me. I've lost my dad. I'd never really processed it. Just hearing someone like Damon talk about it really put it into context and allowed me a moment to stop and reflect. Um, and it was really entertaining as well because we heard about him racing bikes and the fact that George we didn't Harrison talk gave him once educated. about cars, did we? Really?
1: No, we didn't really There's No talk Formula about cars One in that at episode at yeah. all. Really? Well, he he raced uh, motorcycles. Yes, At the beginning right. of his career yeah. um, and, and was very successful. And then his he mother thought came it was to, safer
2: than racing yeah. motorcars. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right?
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, at the time, you know, when, when, when her husband was racing, it was probably was. very dangerous. It was, yeah. Formula yeah. One, much more than motorcycles. Mm. And, um, but, uh,
3: but yeah, so there you go. Yeah, it's funny. But they, how, like, how about, oh, sorry, go on. We're talking about starting, starting our pod. Mm. We actually, all, me and Ben almost started, that's right. You recorded a with pilot you with you guys. Us. Yeah. We were going to use the driven chat booth. Yeah, when you had the truck. Yeah, um, and we were going to kind of we were going to piggyback off of. Weren't we off playing of
0: with the idea of ridden chat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we were. Yeah,
3: we, we were indeed. Yeah, how how we, we did. Have...
0: We recorded a pilot, which I have somewhere on a hard drive. Um, we I should did... chuck that up as bonus content somewhere. I know we could, couldn't we? Yeah, the, the pod that never was. But yeah. yeah how, how did you guys? Um, how did you start? so
1: we' relationship together and, and the and your pod
0: again, I mean we were a bit of a lockdown project um a, a, the brand was f- founded in fact it'll it, we'll mention andy 's name because andy uh for anyone that's been listening to our podcasts episodically from from day one and we have pretty much been going since july two thousand twenty we've had one podcast every single week, so we 're up to hundred over one hundred and seventy episodes now um one hundred and sixty I should say. So quite a lot. Um, Andy and I had worked together years ago on an old radio show. I'd gone in and been a bit of a sidekick, Simon, with Andy uh, on talk radio. I'd known Amy. We'd known each other just through general social circles in and around cars since, I think, 2011, 12? Long long time Yeah, long time. Um, So we'd always been on each other's radar, Amy and I. Andy and I had done some work together. Then we kind of lost connection. Our work thing stopped. I was running an events and hospitality company um, right up until the pandemic, which, of course, didn't go down very well. We were, I was organising classic car tours all over the world, and that really suffered. Um, Amy, of course, fantastic photographer.
4: Yeah, but I tend to photograph cars around the world, and so when yeah. the world got shut down, I had nothing to do. And yeah. So, yeah, when I got a phone call from Mandy saying, Hey, do you want to come and chat about cars on a, on a podcast with John Marker, and we'll go and drive some fun things? I thought, well... That sounds like fun. I haven't got anything else to do at the minute, so
0: why not? Um. That was, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. Yeah, I was twiddling my thumbs furloughed, Amy twiddling her thumbs. Uh, Andy had just started this brand with a couple of guys who had the idea of pushing a, a media company as part of their activities in the automotive space. That's a big company called Paramex and, and it's still going. And whilst Andy's, Andy's moved on... Um, He's, he's gone off to do bigger and better things. Um, but uh, Amy and I are still at it. We've got uh, a, a additional members to the team. We've got a Miles Lacey. We've got a Rachel Downey as well, uh, both who bring different aspects to the podcast. Miles is a professional racing driver, so he often comes in to talk on that angle. Rachel is a bit more kind of motorsport journalist, so she brings in that angle. Um, I'm just a massive nerd, and Amy takes a bloody good photo. Um, and somehow we all complement each other in this bizarre world of cars and motorbikes and travel and conversation
4: your podcast sounds like it comes from such a beautiful heartfelt place whereas ours has kind of come from
0: we were like uh, bored people
4: (laughs) yeah we're bored (laughs) let's have fun well that's
1: where all the best um, ideas come from isn't it yeah (laughs) because you know necessity is the mother of invention so um but uh
2: yeah but i think with with anything what what you land upon there's a couple of you know it's it's one of these misnomers in the world that same with influencers, isn't it? like anybody can start a podcast because yeah. all you need is is a microphone and a, mm-hmm. and a laptop, and yeah, it doesn't have to be high production or anything. Anyone can just start talking and put it out there. But there's a lot of them out there, um, and some work and some don't because it, actually, what it comes down to is the people, the dynamics of the presenters, um, you know, what you're passionate about, Sorry, and. Uh, there's nothing to repeat, so. <laughs>
1: Charlie's I surprised. think he was. Uh, I think he. Yeah, that a sick was, uh, person has entered the
0: chat.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I suppose. Yeah, but I suppose. I, I suppose the podcast is more about if you can. It's not. It's not so much about the presenters, really, is it? It's. It's about the. It's about the subject that you're tapping into, and and, and if that captures people's minds. Uh, yeah, but I then, think you've, then, people have you definitely got to be.
3: You know, you've got to be a kind of people person you, you have to me be enthusiastic about what you're talking you, about you know you yeah, have to sure. you have to bring that kind of energy and fun to it you know what I mean when we have guests on it, it you know I don't think we've had ever one guest on even ones that we haven't really known the three of us we haven't kind of instantly just kind of got on and just yeah. you know had mm. these swap of stories that are that are quite entertaining you know yeah.
0: well I think that's the great thing and it's the thing that I, I reckon if there's a sound bite for me on our podcast that I've used over a hundred times, it's it's exactly this, and it's the 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 thing that we're so lucky about. The thing that we it's so unusual about our industry is, and when I say industry, I mean the automotive industry. Is almost every single one of us is in it from an employment point of view because we like cars and motorcycles, and it is as simple as that. We could be a tire fitter at Quick Fit, or we could be the CEO of a uh, international car manufacturer. We're there in our roles because ultimately. We we like cars and motorcycles. And that in itself gives such a great ability to open up conversation. And it's the same if you go to a supermarket to get your weekly shopping and you turn up in something interesting. If I go to my local M&S in my Z3M coupe and park up in a car park and somebody across the car park's got, I don't know, an old AMG Merc, the two of us will look at each other and go, aha, you're a car person and he sees or she sees that I'm a car person. And it, ultimately we could start having a conversation not knowing anything about each other other than the fact that we both like obscure 1990s performance cars. <laughs> and that's enough, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we have the ability to sit in a room like we are now, knowing that we all, kind you know, whilst we don't know the inner depths of each other and the way that our minds work and what our history is and our background is, we know that we're going to get on because ultimately... We like cars and motorcycles. We like stuff with engines in it and we like going on adventures. And if it wasn't for
3: cars or motorcycles, none of us would be in this room together. Absolutely right, yeah. You know, we wouldn't have met each other, we wouldn't be friends. You know what I mean? It was, we would have had different paths in life, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's a magical thing, it really is,
3: yeah.
4: So in terms of the people that you've interviewed whenever you get people in you must learn something from each one of them And have any of them changed your perspective of the way you think about motorcycles or the life around motorcycles or the way you think about life as a whole because you, your, your chats are often quite deep as well and, and you, you do get into that as, as you just said about Damon Hill that kind of the the inner workings that we might not always hear on a on a podcast where you might chat to promote your the book or your TV show whatever it might be you guys kind of get under the surface there must be elements where you thought actually this chat's been quite amazing and I've I've taken away a lot more than I thought I was going to are there any chats that have stood out to you guys
3: I think well with me and sorry to jump in but like I, I think every every chat especially the last few definitely I've um, you know, we talk about cars and motorcycles, or on ours, mainly motorcycles, but like when when guys open up, because I, I, still, I still struggle with opening up, mm-hmm. and like we were talking on the last pod about, um, you know, I've never really given myself credit for, for what I've done with my life, and I just kind of, I always feel like I'm, you know, kind of watching it from afar, and I just kind of like or or sorry that I'm that I'm in it and never take a step back and actually look at what I'm doing or what I've done and 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 you know until we when, when we sit down together and have these chats with whoever it is you know we get into these stories and I kind of I kind of I take that step out of like my situation and kind of listen to what's going on in the conversation and, and, and it does, it always kind of sinks in and always takes something away. Whether I don't, you know, I can't pinpoint what it is, but Mm -hmm. there's every, every chat we have, I always, I go home and like, I'm driving home and I'm just like, yeah, that's, you know what I mean? And I start thinking about how, how do I kind of, how, how does that resonate with me and how can I implement, you know, that way of thinking or, or that way of dealing with something that I've been struggling with or that I kind of, you know, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, I like it. It's, it's, I, I really, you know, apart from doing the pocket, I just really enjoy hanging out with these two and just having a chat. So it's, it's, it's kind of serves me and my mental health, just coming here to chat with these guys, whether there's a microphone in front of us or not, you know? Yeah.
2: And that's kind of the whole point. That's, you know, we, what we would love is that all of our audience, that they take some of that away with them, that not just, the insights or the learnings from people that have been on the show, but more the example of just remember when you're hanging out with your mates, you can talk about this stuff. It's normal. It's absolutely fine. Mm. You know, we can talk about it, and, and that's that's kind of the the big. You know, if we can if we can do that, then then that's pretty pretty cool, pretty impactful thing to be able to do just by just sitting in a room having a, a laugh with some people. I think guest wise, it's interesting because I've been like I think the reason we're all together is we've kind of all been through stuff as well. We've all got our own learnings and we've kind of pushed through, um, you know, whether that be cancer or serious accidents and recovery. We've kind of been through those journeys and taken a lot of those learnings on board personally. So for me, I've I've kind of been in a pretty good place around how I manage my mental health, how I talk about this stuff openly. Um, So it's not always a case that we'll speak to somebody and instantly I'll hear something and go, oh, I can use that. But actually it's kind of there in the background and I'll remember conversations that have happened previously and think, you know, if, if at some point you know, my dad's still alive, at some point he's going to die. Mm. And that interview with Damon will be in the back of my mind and I can pull that back out and then use it at that point. So I think just hearing about, knowing that these thoughts and experiences um, and emotions exist and people have them because they've been vocalised, whether you act on upon it right there and then doesn't really matter, but the fact you've heard it makes you aware that it's there, and you can then, when something happens to you, you can draw on it. Yeah, yourself. an understanding
3: that everybody goes through this. Shit. You know, it's not mm. just you. You know what I mean? You, you you sit in your own head at home, and you think, you know, I'm having a shit day, or this is going wrong, and I don't know how I'm going to move on past this, and you just like have these moments, but you just kind of go, hold on a minute. I'm not the only one, you know what I mean? You realize talking to all these people that we all struggle with the same, you know what I mean? It's just how we deal with it. It's
0: everyone has their own interpretation and way of processing and dealing and coping. And for some people it may be a fairly quick process of, right, I need to address this and fix it and I'll do it now. Other people will look at, difficult situations in life and go i know this needs to be fixed i don't know quite how to do it right now so maybe i'll come back to it in the future others will think it's fixed and then realize 20 years later that it's it's never been fixed and i think it's again the importance of these sort of conversations is even if there's the way i often think about it when when our conversations we don't openly go into uh, we don't aim for the the kind of mental health angle, but it often happens just as a result of conversations. But I I love the idea that even if just one person listens out of the say 10,000 that download this week, if one person listens and goes, Oh, I hadn't thought of it like that, or, you know, then that's all it needs to be because that may then cause that lovely ripple effect for them to start talking to somebody else. And that may help somebody else. And there's a lovely knock on effect. And I think we as humans, we're such beautifully complex creatures um, and we often try to think we know how it all works and we know how we work as individuals but the reality is we're always learning all the time
3: and and when you get when you get that message from someone you know what i mean it's just it's just listen to the pod and they 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 kind of open open up and just say you know how much that actually helped them uh-huh. you, you, it just kind of the the gravitas of the of the of of the moment kind of hits you and you're like wow, that's really cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. We actually, and we get so many of them, you know what I mean? Pretty much 99% of the comments and stuff we get on, on about, about the pod are all people that have, you know, it's touched in a certain way. It's not like, oh, great pod. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, we wow, get, that was plenty of that too. Well, yeah,
2: yeah. But, but and the old people don't
3: like it, which well,
2: is fine. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> yeah. cool too. Yeah. yeah. But it's, uh, I think in a world where everyone's trying to knock each other down, mm. just having a bit of time just to, support and be kind and show humanity yeah is is a is a blessing to be able to do it really isn't it uh, but you know i think the the big point is that this isn't the the nod is not a mental health podcast mm. it's it's a podcast about motorbikes and it's about people and it's about you know riding and all the amazing things that motorcycles do and we go for rides with guests we get to hang out you know we want to go and ride and we want to be out there you know that's uh you know that's where our passions are but we just talk about this stuff normally because in in the same context that we talk about the latest norton v4 you know that's a bike we want to have a conversation about but meantime we want to talk about the fact that actually i went for a ride last week because i was just a bit manic and struggling a bit i just yeah. needed to clear my head and that's norm- that's life right that's yeah. the reality of all of the things that we are
3: what's th- great about sorry what's great about season two though and because we've started riding with guests now yeah so we've, we were in the studio for season one and season two we've decided okay we're gonna we're gonna get get some bikes and go for a ride with each guest before we other than you you guys because we've all traveled in yes car. we've all traveled so uh, you know it's been early so, days so but a thousand it, degrees um, outside yeah. <laughs> for some reason um but but you know it puts you in a great headspace as well because like you know la- last week you know it's a quite a long drive for me. And I was just kind of not in a great headspace. As soon as I walked in the door, we start chatting and and then we, we go out and get on the bikes. We come back and you the energy is completely shifted from yeah, you know, when we were all sat in the kitchen talking about it, we went out and looked at the bikes. We come back from riding them. We're like, Whoa, you're just kind of buzzing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just that
2: that shared experience, isn't it? You know, you've been out on the road, you've all Scared yourself a little bit.
3: Um, it's such, well.
4: I, I wrote an article for um, it might have even been MCN actually or something uh, similar. and uh, uh, We talked about or I, I was I wrote it whilst I was on uh, one of the Mali rallies, and I th- the way I worded it was talking about the shared suffering because some people say to me, you yeah. know, why on earth would you want to ride a motorcycle when it's really, really hot outside or when it's hammering it down with rain. And I'd written it after a day when we were all literally soaked to the skin from being out in the rain and it was an idea of riding a bike is like shared suffering in not just riding bike but also is you, is you, exactly what your podcast is all about but also talking about your mental health and the way that you can all kind of band together from the common suffering basically and you think why do you put yourself through it and you think well it' was- Literally, so we can talk about it and all moan together and say, <laughs> yeah. oh, "Are you are you as wet as I am?" And you pour out your, your boot of water and stuff. And yeah. but that is what you actually enjoy. You you like a, you band together, not necessarily from just purely this is amazing, we all have fun, but also this is a really not crap, but we're all kind of cold and wet and damp and um, just want to get some food now. And um, yeah, which is something I don't think many people can. You, there's not many hobbies where you all suffer together, basically. No. Yeah. I suppose it's, uh, sports to an extent where you, you'd be suffering, but I mean, if somebody said, do you want to run a marathon together or do you want to ride a motorbike? I'd be like, what's what's the next question?
0: (laughs) Put me me in the pouring rain on that motorcycle.
2: (laughs) Was that the year you tortured yourself by riding that BMW R18 as well?
4: Uh, a- funnily enough, I'm about to talk to myself again. I, my, the r eighteen gets delivered to me on Thursday. Oh no, you're doing I'm on the doing, same bike. So i oh, wow. on Saturday. We're starting. To, I'm, I'm doing it with my dad actually, so we're heading down together this ah, weekend. Great. And I've once again um, got an r eighteen. So I'm going to talk to myself again. Is <laughs> that doing- the new one? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah.
2: Slightly, they, it's, it's slightly. Did you get the one with the, with
3: it? Uh, like. The the bagger one. Or so the a,
4: one that I did a couple of years ago was with the full um, like windscreen thing and the panniers and I. It and was, had a radio. It, it was, uh, didn't, have a, didn't have a radio. Do they all have reverse on gear yeah. on them? Yeah, yeah, they, they yeah, are, no, teams no, do, yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, it was it was a heavy big. And um when you get to foot hard not pass, and I'm like, what on earth am I doing this for? I couldn't
2: believe you were riding it. Not because
0: you can't ride, but just like, why would anybody ride it? (laughs) Well, there you go, that feeds into that that kind of indulging in the misery slightly. I I had a lovely moment not too long ago, and whilst it's not motorcycle related, it does have three wheels, so we're close. But I was driving the new Morgan Super Three with a a good friend of mine who happens to work for Morgan, but he's ex-army. And uh, the two of us had this pre-production prototype. He invited me, said, look, we're doing this um, hero-era rally from Vista Heritage. Lovely drive around the uh, Oxfordshire countryside and then back again. Um, do you, are you up for it? And I said, yeah, okay, you know, go for it. hope it doesn't rain. You know, that, That's kind of typical. <laughs> of course it did. It bucketed down and the car doesn't have a windscreen. And we're going along Or this a hill- roof. Or a roof or anything, yeah. <laughs> the two of us are going along, you know, like squinting our eyes, like trying to battle through. And James, uh, the friend of mine, James Griffin, he kind of leant across to me and he went, it's, um, it's quite nice to be miserable once in a while, isn't it? <laughs> and I kind of looked at him with this weird, peculiar look on my face, like, what on earth are you talking about? This is, this is horrid. And then I really thought about what he said. And James is a fascinating guy. And as I say, he, he was a, a very, very good helicopter pilot in the, in the British Army for many years and, and wound up in all sorts of weird and wonderful and, and sometimes quite scary places. Um, and he said, he reminded me that, You know, modern day life now, in comparison to his old profession, is really quite easy. It's quite comfortable, you know. And we as humans, we're all guilty of this. We often try to find the comfy route. Um, Amy and I could have ridden down today on a motorcycle. We chose not to because it's blisteringly hot outside and it is quite a long way to go. But we could have done. And it might have been a bit miserable. But maybe that would have been beneficial. But we do this. And anyway, the point I'm making is that often we have these little moments, these little reminders that... Life isn't always really comfortable and easy. And sometimes that's, that's okay. And especially if you're in an environment like a Morgan Super 3 with no windscreen and you're getting rained on. Yes, it's miserable for that moment, but only for that moment you know, later on, you're going to get home, you're going to be dry, and it's going to be great. And you'll look back on that as a hilarious memory that you've had. And I find this is such a common theme with motorcycles that people that don't ride motorcycles will never understand. Because, of course, if it pours down with rain, when you're in your car, you put your windscreen wipers on, and you maybe wind up the window, and that's it. When you're on a motorbike, it completely changes the dynamic of everything you're doing and the way that you ride and what you can see and what you feel and what you start to think about completely and utterly. And... Yeah, you get home, you finish your ride, and you dry yourself off, and you go, oof, that was a bit miserable, but glad I did it.
4: We're all talking here with our rides that we've gone maybe a week kind of thing. We're talking in the presence of Charlie here, who has probably suffered the most on a motorcycle over the many years. Can I ask, what was the most miserable that you have ever been on a motorcycle? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: I suppose we've only got an hour for this. (laughs) Well...
1: I th- I, th- I think it's always funny if you uh, so often i I I say to someone I'm riding up to, and Newcastle or I don't know wherever on the motorbike and people go why would you want to go that far, on a motorbike and 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 I suppose, my idea of of a long distance is is you know four and a half months. Uh, uh, but 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 I think it's all relative as to as to what people's heartache. It's a bit like I, I play golf a little bit as well. And if you go out and you start in the rain, then it's. Mm-hmm. But if 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 you if you start whatever you're doing and it rains later, then then it's okay. But but I think um, I think rain and cold is is the worst. I think in Russia, uh, I was with you and I think on Long Way Round, and um, and it was a particularly bad day. And uh, it was sleet, and it went on all day. And we were trying to get to a UNICEF project, uh, actually in, in Ukraine. And um, it was after Chernobyl. And and, um, and we were visiting these families, and they were all waiting for us, and we had to get there. And, and we must have travelled for... I don't know, nine, ten hours in this just in the pissing rain. And by the time we got to this, thank God there was a hotel at the end mm-hmm. because, you know, we were going into a town to do this project. And um and I was never more grateful, got into the into the into the hotel room and, and put the shower on and, and and I just stood in the shower for I don't know, twenty minutes, just trying to keep warm and then lay in bed shivering. Mm-hmm. And uh but but that was but then as you say, you guys were saying before that, you know, all the bad things you remember if, if all the good things on a holiday or whatever you never remember, and and you know the, those days endless days on the beach you you don't they all blow into each other don't you? But if you rented a car or whatever it was and you got a flat tire and you're in a dodgy part of town and you had to get yourselves out of it, that's what you remember.
4: And also that's what people want to hear. Nobody wants to hear about how amazing yes. the holiday was. You want to hear about the yeah, things about that the went wrong bad yeah, Well,
1: everybody, um, what is it? Someone said once that 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 every time someone has a hard time or or fails your friend has a little hard time or or doesn't succeed a little part of you is
3: quite happy about that (laughs) (laughs) or it's like someone someone that doesn't drink their their stories always end with and then I got home and went to bed yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah life is life ultimately is about stories and and the telling of those stories whatever shape or form that takes that's why we listen to music because it's it's sort of the oldest form of storytelling. That's why we have poetry. It's why we have novelists. It's why we have television. It's why we have podcasts. Everything that people choose to consume is the consumption of the telling of stories. Mm. So creating your own stories is what life is all about and there's nothing better. And, whether, yeah. and that tends to come through adversity. And I think also that point, you know, scaring... That's why motorbikes are great, right? Because every time you get on it, like this potentially could die. They're, they're dangerous yeah. things. Whether whether it's your fault or somebody else's, you've got to be careful out there. Um, and typically you will probably scare yourself at least once when riding a bike and you put yourself in a, an uncomfortable position, whether it's too hot or too cold, you could take a car. But as you say, when life is so comfortable, just having that moment to remind yourself that actually there is, it can be hard and it can well, be think challenging. Well, I is- and you learn a lot from that, don't you? That And it puts things in perspective for yeah. you. As well. Well, I think when you travel a lot, um,
1: you... Uh, um, interesting, when you go through... And a place I go through with you in, in South America or Africa or Russia or wherever it is you're travelling through, I think I think your experience on a motorbike is very different to in a car. Oh, yeah. So So when you arrive in a village in the middle of nowhere and it's dusty and stuff and you stop and you ask for... For directions, or you ask if there's someone to buy some food or, or something like that. I think people are much more willing to help you because you're in the their environment. Mm. So when you stop, you're dusty. It's hot, and and they're more willing to help you if you if you then if or, or if you turn up in that same village on a Ranger, in yeah. a car on a <laughs> Range Rover, you know, and you you get out of your environment and wearing a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and you've been sitting in the air conditioning all day. You know, people react very differently to you mm. and so i think i think your experience you know if you're traveling a long distance on a motorbike or or, or a short journey on a motorbike your your uh, your experience is different and 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 even even if in in, in this country if you break down someone a motorbike guaranteed three or four people or even more will, will slow down stop thumbs up of oh, you okay do you need some help
3: if you break down in a car not a single <laughs> will help you it's so true I, absolutely not I, I once know. broke down we were in uh, we were in Biarritz we were coming from San Sebastian to back to Biarritz we were at Wheels and Waves and I was the back of the pack and I was riding this old Moto Guzzi that a friend of mine had lent me and the motor blew up Just on, we were all doing like 50 or 60 along the highway and, and the thing started kind of acting funny and I couldn't get I couldn't get up to the guy in front of me to tell him hey there's something wrong with the bike and so I just kind of slowly slowly drifted away from the pack and everyone took off and before they knew where I was I was by myself on the side of the road and I wasn't on the side of the road for less than five minutes before some um, Spanish guy pulled over in a minivan right and he doesn't ride motorcycles yeah he ripped the back seats out of his motor uh, out of his van put them sideways, and helped me lift this bike, wow. put it in the back of his people carrier minivan, not like a van van, yeah, yeah. and drove me all the way to the villa in, in Beirut. Wow. And I was like, just, you know what I mean? Just well, there's a culture the- as well in, 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 in Europe.
1: You step outside of the UK, and, and you know, in France, Italy, Spain, and, and, and Portugal and, and parts of Europe, everybody rides a little moped Yes. at the beginning so from 15 or 60 16 yeah, yeah. I think it is you don't get a car. something like you that you, like you, a, you get a little, little, little pedal and pop of those little pedal mm-hmm. pedal motorcycles and, and you get your freedom and you can you can go somewhere at 16 and 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 I think having that sort of slight motorcycle culture comes so that when you do start driving cars I always feel much safer riding a motorcycle in Europe because people are much more aware of of you and yes. then, you know, as you come up, I've so often you come up behind a motorbike, a car in Europe, and, and they'll move out the way. It happens more and more now here. When I first started riding motorbikes here, I don't know if you remember going through London, I'd be going filtering through London, and, and taxi drivers and other people would move yeah, out to you block out. you, you. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah. that you couldn't filter. Yeah. That's and ridiculous. And they still yeah, do that in Canada. Yeah. Well, in Canada and the States, they, there isn't a culture of... Of of uh, filtering is yeah, there yeah. so people st- even though it's, well, legal, it's illegal no it's illegal well in, it's legal in, in the states th- isn't it in, in most the, yeah. parts of the states but even then they they still bar you because they don't they're, they're, it's not they feel in the are choosing the race they're yeah like they do they get culture. and
3: people get angry that's about, just about, about it how but, they
4: feel about themselves at that point exactly. isn't it exactly. it's no. like, well that,
3: that's what like in Canada last time I was back home and in in Ontario they are by far the worst drivers in the world. You go to like Mumbai and they drive 10 times wow. better than, than they do there. They have no lane discipline. They overtake on four lanes of motorway. They'll overtake. They're, they're, it's like wacky races. <laughs> and um, and um, oh, I lost my train of thought. There. Um, <clears throat> what were we talking about? You're right, still right. going to filtering struggle. filtering, oh, filtering. So, filtering. so. so I, was, I, I, was, I was coming out of Toronto and I was going back towards Home, and there's five lanes of traffic in it um, on either side of the motorway, and it was just completely jam blocked. And so, I'm filtering, going doing about 20, and every single car, maybe bar one, either rolled their window down, called me a or an asshole, or wow. tried to spit on me. How did they or, know you or, so well, or, <laughs> you <laughs> so or, or, or they'd swerve into me and try to like. Knocked me off my bike. No way. And, and I was like, unbelievable. And then I got through the traffic. And then this guy in a BMW was at the front of the traffic jam. He sped up and chased me for about maybe 50 miles just, try, just, just to get up. beside He had a kid in the car as well. Just to get up beside me and start swearing at me even more. I'm like... What's wrong with you? And it's just because they're in this massive pickup truck or this yeah, car stuck yeah. in 4 hours of traffic and they know I'm going to be home in 20 minutes. Yeah. How yeah, dare, but I have to say
1: so I have to say that, that as much as we talk about people lanes but even when it was when I was older, younger. Um, I think nowadays, you know, driving in the UK is is much better. I mean, much much better. And and it's it's it certainly
2: here. certainly the last number here. of years is 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 really it yeah. has changed. Just riding here this morning, um, I was just coming through um, sort of Goddaming Way. And it was a very long straight. And I came up behind a little car. It was probably a Peugeot or something. And uh, the guy was, as I came up behind him, not particularly fast, he was already, he'd quite a long way behind, he'd seen me and moved over to the side. And as I came up behind him, he indicated left. There was no left turn. I could to, see yeah, there was no left say, turn. Just to say, I've seen you. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go past, and I've said thank you. I had that yesterday. Through. Someone that did the so left,
1: nice. and uh, yeah. and I passed over. And there's another f- guard. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, oh, "How do well, thank know you know you very were, much.
4: <laughs> 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 like, I'm usually following on a little silly a classic bike that's not been built very well and then people move over left, slow down. And I'm like, no, I'm, I can't. I, I can't yeah. overtake yeah. you. Flat <laughs> out. <yeah. laughs> no, but I mean, I think, <laughs> I think,
1: I mean, I don't ride my, I've got an old 59 Triumph nice. and, and which I, which um Baron Speed Shop built for me, a very, very pretty bike. And, uh, um, but that bike has got very small uh, drum brakes in the front and, mm-hmm. you know, with modern cars, uh, it, it's, it's really difficult to ride an old classic because um, everyone stops so quickly yeah.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. and
1: your bike just can't. Back in the day, it was fine. It probably had quite good brakes back in the day. But now, and so often I've come up by traffic lights or stop traffic and I've had to come up beside them and I'm just standing, <laughs> sitting beside them, just going, all right. They're <laughs> and them not knowing that i have almost run into the back of them. But, um, but it, is, it, is, uh, it, it, it is very different now. You know, it's, it's yeah. harder to ride classic bikes um, around the countryside now and plus the fact the roads are so. Yeah. Yeah,
3: it is oh difficult. It? Yeah.
4: You're constantly watching the, the, the tarmac to see where the potholes mm. are, where the gravel is, and you're just trying and to avoid it. And it's everything. really
3: difficult. Like We were riding last week through, around here. The roads are beautiful. Like, the scenery is be- absolutely beautiful, but the roads are shocking. Are. And not only yeah. that, but you've got all the sun coming through the trees, and it just keeps batting off your eyes. So it's you, yeah. you're, you're constantly blind, so you don't see the pothole. Mm-hmm. Unless someone in front of us, we, we all had comms on someone, someone out front. It's like, oh, there's a pothole here. So oh, you kind of... It wasn't even that. All of a sudden, you just hear someone go, Mm.
1: yeah yeah <laughs> no, no, uh, okay hole, just raise, raise yourself <laughs> out of the sun I did a, but those are quite, those are the nice challenges aren't they I quite like absolutely. that I prefer no challenges on, yeah. the, on, on, on the tarmac one the other day came back with my Ducati Desert X having just had its first service and it was like you know freedom you know that first 600 miles is painful and um, I came back through the dappled uh, narrow lane and came into this little dip and me i just my back end just washed out unbelievably and it was a lot of sand and then the front dug in and washed out as well and i, I, I mean you know you get those little scares and you usually just carry on this one i had to stop oh really that, and wow. that was really yeah. bad and wow. i went turned around i went back and you could see all the sand marked from the back wheel pushed washing away. out and the front wheel trying to wash under and then this massive um black line that where the where the the tires had picked up, picked up grip and 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 somehow saved me wow. <laughs> wow. i just thought as i was going through this flipping and had been almost thrown off the bike i was thinking i've, I've, I've only done 10 miles <laughs> since <laughs> i ran this in and now i'm gonna have to pick up the pieces if you and, <laughs> and if you were, if if you were on a classic
3: bike you you would have been in the. In i the don't ditch. think i'd be going that fast i, I think,
2: think it was do you think it was your experience riding the dakar rally that saved you
1: Oh, did, did we? I thought we weren't going to mention that. <laughs> 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 Two thousand six. It wouldn't, be, it
2: wouldn't you, be an episode. You pulled the, the scab off it, mate. You pulled the it, scab yeah. off uh, it. It probably yeah. was that
1: muscle memory. Uh, of, the boys are just so upset that they haven't done it themselves.
2: Yeah. I, I've yeah. I've led you into that one. You're welcome. Thank you. That's very <laughs> kind of you.
1: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
2: How do you guys feel? So I'm always interested, especially Surrey around here. There's there's loads of really nice cars. I've just moved away. I used to live a mile away from the McLaren factory. Uh-huh. So like nice cars to a penny. These roads around here are bit. I mean, everywhere in the country is busy these days. Yeah, yeah. We ride bikes predominantly you know, to go out and have fun. But you guys you know, driven as a, a car thing. So you, mm. a lot of your guests are driving cars around the UK. Powerful cars, Ferraris, all sorts of exotic stuff I'm sure Mm -hmm. but it's so busy how I always think it'd be really frustrating to have a really nice car and try and drive it in this country because you just get stuck especially on a Sunday
1: on a nice day like this
2: yeah Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean when it comes down to supercars I think I would probably have that frustration but I mean, even when you're driving around classic cars as well, you you do get stuck behind some people. You're just like, you just, why, why are you on the road still? Like you have no, you're so bad at this, just get a bus. Um, but I mean, I, I did a rally um, a couple of weeks ago uh, with my husband and we were driving, well sorry, I was driving a, a 1953 uh, Jaguar Mark 7 and this is a, this is a boat of a car and it's on drums, I think all, all around. And You've you just got to think. So similar to riding classic bikes, you've got to think so far back, and you, you, you're looking four or five cars ahead rather than just one or two ahead of you. And the traffic isn't horrendous as long as you can think that far forwards. But if you were if you were tired, or if it was you know if somebody suddenly breaks in front of you, you just think bloody hell, I would not. You, you're constantly having to give such a distance, and then me, my, my husband's not the greatest at directions. So when I'm trying to turn this need one point seven ton. Both so you deals. can say
1: that when he's not here. <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I get the feeling <laughs>
1: well, that you're well, not good not at here to <laughs> to instruction. I, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Well, I'm just throwing is, it out. We there.
4: started <laughs> off the rally, and, I, and as, as, as I was signing up for this rally, I was like, you know, what, I don't want to be the traditional—the husband drives, the wife navigates—because we swapped over after the kind of the, 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 the halfway point. We did know that that's we are both better at it. He's—I hate to admit it—he as a better driver a little bit uh, driving <laughs> properly classic cars and but i'm a much better navigator i will admit and i think he would also admit that as well but we, i thought you know i'm gonna start off. I'm, I'm gonna drive you can navigate and then this is our first proper rally we'd ever done and so we had the bloody dog in the back as well <laughs> so <laughs> she was she was like okay, okay I'm, I'm chill um, but it was wonderful to have again that sense of community as, you, as you're all driving these, these classic silly classic cars but all the idea of it was that each car the, the collective age couldn't be more than 70 I think it was so everyone had to be fairly young or have someone quite young in the car as well so that was something we you didn't quite experience because this is the other thing about riding bikes as well like if I'll, I'll go for a ride with my, my dad every year we'll do a, a like a three or four day ride together and this is what we're doing the the Mally Rally together and um But we don't actually talk until we get to the evening when we actually kind of say, oh, how was that? Did you see me have a bit of a skiddy? And that was a bit scary or whatever. And then you're like, yeah, I caught that diesel as well. Whatever. You don't actually talk until you actually stopped and you band together at the end. Whereas when you're in a car together and you're on a road trip for... Hours you're with that person for a a long time. Even to the point of coming down today, for the last two hours, I've spoken to you, John, about all of the things I didn't mean to talk about. We had a
0: full-on therapy session. It was fantastic. But it's great because, yeah.
1: But the great thing about riding motorcycles is that, you know, I think people always ask you and I, you know, after three months, what did you guys talk about? And I said, well, the great thing was that, you know, neither of us, you know, we were on our own bikes during the day. So we were in our own heads did you during you have, the day
4: could you
1: communicate were you on no, the, the last one we, we communicated a lot mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but on on the other two we didn't but, but um, and then people were, well what would you talk about because you're both going down the same road and stuff but you touched upon this just now but I think you by the time you get to the end of the day and you're sitting there and you're camping and or doing whatever you're doing um, you know, you start talking about the day and saying, well, "Did you see that waterfall? Or did you see this? Or did you see that person?" And and you might not have seen that, but but then they said, "Yeah, but what about that lovely bit of river that you saw?" Or you know, so so you, it's bizarrely you 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 go down the same stretch of road you and you things. and you see totally different things. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it always reminded me of when, when I did the Dakar, rally. <laughs> sorry. Did the Dakar rally. Sorry. I knew this was a segue. I knew this was a but segue. I've seen
0: a bell somewhere in here. We just <laughs> yeah, ding the yeah, yeah, bell. Yeah, the bell.
1: But actually on top of that tequila bottle there, there's a bell. But, um, uh, and, 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 and I noticed and it really reminded me of, of, our, of you and I, of our experience when you're reading a road book for the first time um, that someone else has written. Mm. You, you, uh, you have to get into their head of how they look at the road yeah. because if, if 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 all five of us went down that first sort of th- that, a stretch of three miles of road and you you we all wrote a road book of that three mile stretch you know we'd all write it differently yeah and we'd all see it differently and 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 so you know the, the biggest issue in the Dakar rally is to is to understand how that person thinks about, about but then, I mean, that's beside the point. But the, what I'm trying to say is that, that we can all, that's the great thing about having these experiences of travelling together, but you will see it yeah. totally differently. And and you see things that make you laugh more than others and, yeah. you know, and it's, it's quite nice. One of know, the I things, like that feeling. One of the things I
0: like to explore with that, the whole... You know, I, I've only a couple of times in my life actually experienced riding in a group with the ability to communicate with others. For me, riding is very much a solo thing. Um, I don't have, believe it or not, I don't actually have that many friends that ride motorcycles as well, like close friends. So I've got loads of car friends. We all do road trips all the time. But I have one close friend, and perhaps Amy Shaw here. Sorry, Amy Mm Haynes here, who's a friend who rides motorcycles. But otherwise, I'm I'm very much my own. So a lot of the times, adventure motorcycling for me or going on trips, I'm just doing it on my own in my own head. And I often think back to a conversation that Amy and I had with Jackie Furneaux and Elspeth Beard, Mm -hmm. both. Amazing, two amazing women that have both motorcycled around the world at different stages in their life. And one of the really poignant points that we got out of both of them was the the moment of uh, the discussion of almost like self-therapy. When you're thinking, all you've got in your head, especially if you're on a long stretch of road, you, motorcycle, humming along, and all you've got is your own thoughts. And I often find it interesting and I think we've touched on it a couple of times already, in this conversation, is that ability to process things, a bit like you do in the shower. You stand there, and all you've really got to focus on is the fact that you're in the shower, so you think about things that perhaps the rest of the day you wouldn't. And I find the same on motorcycles. So I'd be keen to explore with all of us around the table here, what those kind of what is that internal dialogue that comes up, or monologue or whatever it would be. As you're riding along, most frequently, is it processing time? Is it reflection time? Is it just thinking about the task in hand? Is it a bit of everything? Yeah, I think for me, it's.
2: I I went through a period of listening to music when riding, mm. and I think very quickly realised I wasn't actually listening to it. And it was just I couldn't hear so much, so gave up on that. For me, a, a lot of my riding is commuting, um, and it's in London. And it's a really dangerous place, um, especially the way I ride. <laughs> oh, dear, well, I'm, badly. Yeah, just maybe, you know, on the fringes of uh, the speed limit. Um, so that requires 100% focus mm. and being present in the doing. And that is, for me, my mindfulness. My other people meditate Um, there's different ways that you can go for a walk but for me it's just you take away all the other thoughts in your head um, whatever's happened during the day and it's it's a reset so you clear your mind completely and you just remove all of the clutter going on in your head because you'll just focus you're just you're not thinking about anything other than what am I doing left turn mirrors looking at people's eyes people crossing roads bikes trucks policemen speed cameras like the world is in sensory overload and but that part of your brain is dealing with that and the other bit that just thinks about stress and worry is is switched off for a bit and that resets. so i get home or i get to work and i'm like right okay i'm good like clear head ready yeah, to go ready and start the day yeah but there's other times when Sort of longer journeys when you you know you're on a motorway for two hours and you're just like and then you really wish you did have some music to listen to. Um, that's when you can your mind can start to wander a bit and you can start to process some thoughts and and a lot of what I do around my mental health is is called push pause. I, I get very into things. I say yes to everything. My life gets very busy and I don't stop and think about the decisions I'm making, what impact they have, are they the right things to do or not, am I taking on too much, all of these things that, that start to overwhelm and then you start to not think about the decisions you're making, you just make them and then that can has the potential to become destructive or descend into depression or whatever, in my case. So having that time to stop and reflect on things where you have nothing else going on, you can just, again, some people just do it by sitting on a hillside mm-hmm. or sitting in a dark room or whatever that is. For me, sitting on a motorbike for a long journey, I can start to think about where I am in life, what's going on, do I need to check in on myself, how am I feeling, is things getting too much, do I need to s- simplify life a bit? And this is the kind of stuff I've been doing the last couple of weeks that, it's been crazy and now it's just quietening down a bit and I'm not taking on more stuff because I'm like, it was just getting a bit out of control and you were starting to lose your your mental health, you were know, yeah. starting to deteriorate, so just wind it back in and bikes do that for me as well. So I think it does, for me, it depends on circumstances and, and what the riding is, but um, any way of riding is a benefit, frankly.
1: I think I, I, I remember when I did the first trip with Ewan and, um, uh, and you you know we all lead such really busy lives and and, and i remember about i don't know at 26 27 years ago I, I lost my sister to to cancer and um she was very young and um uh, and then and i just had a baby our first baby and so life was just getting you know was super busy and then we eventually went off so you ran away yeah. well no six six to seven years later and uh uh um and and i was i was writing off and i suddenly had all the this time and and it was funny i was interesting i was really starting to think about you know my sister and then started to realize that that in those six or seven years that she'd been gone i hadn't really had time to think about her because we had a baby had a second baby life and all that kind of stuff and and then i remember just sitting on the motorbike and i remember so sort of all these memories coming back about her and um uh, and then, then I kind of, and then, uh, funny enough, go all on, on all the trips I've done, I've always sort of had a bizarre feeling that she's been sort of sitting on my shoulder, mm. and mostly laughing at me. But uh, uh, but it was, it was it was lovely for the first time ever that you were allowed to have time to think about things that you don't know. And then there was lots of things I thought about, <laughs> you know, in school and that things I'd done before that I maybe wasn't so nice to people or was nice to people or whatever. And it was a nice kind of way to be, be able to sort of you know think about the good and the bad of of uh, uh, of everything there's the know. other
2: point of trips as well things like the malay rallies would go on um I would eat is for for six days you're released of all of the commitments of life paying bills, all that stuff, all those things that, you know, putting fuel in the car, like you're on this single linear journey of just getting from A to B. And all you need to worry about is staying upright, putting petrol in the tank and having a good time. And that is a wonderfully liberating feeling. Even just, you know, it's not four and a half months, which must take on a whole world of different, well, that, I mean, that can be
1: overwhelming too. as well, and you know it's like all these things. But it's like in life, you know. I, I learned with doing the Dakar Rally or or doing long way long way around. You know, <laughs> you uh, you know you have these monumental things in life that you have to do, and and I learned you know, if you spend too much time looking at the whole picture, mm. it, it be- becomes overwhelming, doesn't it? And you can't you can't think through the through the trees, and you can't you can't get your head around it. So I. I, I I learned of doing those long journeys to, to to break things up in life and just look at what you can do today and 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 that's all you can do you know is 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 do what you as much as you can today and then carry on doing it tomorrow and so sort of break it all down so that you, you 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 know it's it's easy pieces and it's easy when 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 life gets too too difficult and too much goes on, then you know by just stopping and not looking at the whole picture and try to sort of break it down and say well let's just get through today mm. and 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 then then things don't seem so bad you know
2: and that is you know that is the reality of how most people will be counselled on dealing with mental health or struggles in their life right, yeah. be you know break it down small achievable goals goals because if you do think about Life, and what do I need to you know by the time i 'm retiring, what do I need to have achieved? you're like oh my god that's like mm. how am I ever going to do that but if I'm, if I make the bed today then i 've achieved something, and that 's a positive first step And it 's just having those small goals, breaking it down, not thinking too much about the future i
3: think I think that's we live what, that's, our lives a lot like that that 's the way my brain that 's the way my brain works I'm, i don 't know why, but like i when I'm when I'm not on a motorcycle, I'm, every day I'm thinking about tons of different things. I'm, I'm terrible at like writing down things and calendars, and I store everything in my head. Yeah, and I've got a bit of a memory, so it's like <laughs> I shouldn't do this. I, you know, I've got I've got diaries and I write stuff down, but then I lose the diary or I can't. I've, I can't figure out the calendar. I deleted. It's called something. Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah. Um, or dementia. Oh, early onset of dementia. Yeah. Um, so, so for me, when I when I ride a motorcycle, one, you know, especially lately in the last few years, I'll do I'll do a road trip, and that's completely different. But uh, generally, I'll only take my motorcycle out. I don't commute on a motorcycle here in England. I used to in Spain. I rode my motorcycle every day for twenty years, and it's just like so. I commuted on it. I road tripped on it. I rode like an idiot. I raced it. I did everything on a motorcycle. But here, I spend most of my time in a car, unless it's days like today. I don't. I don't like to ride in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I when I go out on a bike, even, um, maybe I'll commute if I if I need to go to shops and buy something. I'll be like, I'll jump on the bike. It's a nice day. I'll, I'll just go for a rip. But but generally speaking, I like to ride. I I use my motorcycle to switch completely off, like Ben was saying, yeah. and I ride very spiritedly. Let's say, um, and uh, so I I like I like having to focus 100% of the task at hand. So you know, and and if you don't, you know, there's the potential of you're going to die. So you know what I mean. You have to be focused on everything, what's going on, the the, the road, the cars, everybody around you, and and so for me when I when when I get, I get to shut my brain off because my brain is just, I'm kind of manic inside my head all day long, and I I get on that bike and I just like instantly switch off and it's just a nice kind of like I can't think of anything else. It's like noise canceling like, headphones. Exa- it? You exactly. Switch it On you get that. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly
0: I like, oh nice
3: good. And then then when I do longer trips, um, I I try not to um, think about the normal stresses of what I would think about daily. Because usually if I'm on a trip, I'm usually with friends. I'm never doing a road trip by myself. You know what I mean? If yeah. I'm going, you know, I'm about to go uh, 10 days through the north of Spain to the south of Spain with 25 of my mates. Nice. And and so we're with a bunch of mates. So it's, you know, I'll stay in, even if you're on like a long stretch of road where there's no corners or you, know, you have time to think. Um, I always try to think of like good memories or something that, you know, like I'll be with, uh, you know, I'll I'll think of, Oh, what I want to have a chat. I remembered this about, you know, a memory of something that I was doing with, with the guy I'm riding beside, or, you know, these positive kind of keep myself in a really positive headspace. I don't want to start thinking about, Oh, you know, I got to pay that bill and I forgot to do that. I got to email this person. You don't like, I don't like to, have those thoughts when I'm on my bike so I try to keep it as as lighthearted and positive and just because for me I, I like that you know if you, if you have if you do something it's like I don't know how to explain it but like if you it's a, it's a desert X oh is that we've got that another guest coming oh I see oh. yeah
2: <laughs> I forgot to mention Mark Richardson's yeah, turning up and so
3: if you have a, if you have a bad experience with something you kind of it kind of leaves you with that you know, that memory. So yeah. I always try to, for me, a bike is fun, exciting, good times. It's just, and I don't like to get, and that's probably why I don't like to commute in bad weather or whatever yeah, or yeah. here in England. Um, just because I don't want that negative, not negative, but I don't want that, you know, I want the Additional motorcycle to concern. be to be something exciting for me to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to get on it and it's just like, oh, my, my eyes light up and it's like, I'm, the blood starts pumping. It's, yeah. you know,
4: yeah, I think it's, it's definitely um, a risk of having... I know what you mean by... If, if you're not riding in the right mindset as well. Like, I used to ride with somebody quite a lot who never made me feel good about how I rode, for example, and about how I felt about me. And it was always, oh, you know, you, you took that corner really badly or, you, you know, you're an idiot for doing that. And I've, I came, I'd i come off a bike and it took me... I, I still think I'm suffering from, from the way that person would talk to me about yeah. how I'd ride a bike. And it, it just... It, the it's a, it's a point where you're trying to rebuild your confidence in yourself to be able to ride and think, actually, no, I'm doing this just for fun. It doesn't matter how fast I'm riding. Or if I do cock up, as long as I don't kill myself, somebody else or come off. Then it's not bad if I'm not taking the racing line or whatever or if I've taken a corner slowly. It's all learning, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, even then, I don't actually think I was that bad. I just think it was overcritical, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, and then, but also, when you're saying about staying in your own headspace, like I find, I don't, I think it is something about motorcycling, different to cars. Like if I'm on a long car journey on my own, and you don't have to be, it, it makes it sound like I'm, a, I don't think about when I'm driving. But when you are in a car, you can switch on cruise control, and usually on a motor, motorway or something where you, you can just switch off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it means that my thoughts are often a lot more negative in a car than they are on a motorcycle because you're not going to be quite as involved and it's you're not thinking about the almost the, the the light-hearted kind of little bits as well when the minute you start thinking about negative things something distracts you and you're like oh i'll just I'll yeah, stop yeah. thinking about whatever this negative thing is so it's um yeah the, the mindset is very very different i think and mm. uh yeah and like i weirdly i love road tripping on my own totally but only ever in a car I think yeah. if I was to road trip on a motorcycle, it does is a totally different way of, of thinking when you're with other people. I mean, you've, John, you've done the exact same where you've, mm. you've road trip bikes and and cars.
0: Yeah.
4: Do you prefer being on your own or with people, and why?
0: I like the isolation of a road trip with <laughs> that stretch of time. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. I like a yeah. stretch of time alone knowing that when I get to my end destination or that hotel stop or whatever it is, you can then have that debrief, a bit like Charlie was saying with regards to you know, riding in the day, without the, the, the constant comms, but you get to the end of the day and you can recap on things. I really like my own time, my own space. I'm very much a, a an in, introverted person, believe it or not, um, and I, I very much enjoy... My own company. I'm not somebody that struggles to sit in silence or struggles to do stuff on my own. So for me, the the adventure of driving on a road trip or riding on a motorcycle is is actually quite cathartic when I do it alone. Because for me, I'm like, oh, this is a bit of processing time, and that's that's where I go. in my helmet, I go into processing time where I think about things and process things. I'm a terrible overthinker. I, I overanalyze and overthink and overworry. And then for me, a stretch on a motorcycle or even a stretch in a a, a fun car, perhaps without a stereo, I do the same. I just think about things and process things. And sometimes I'll end my journey not really knowing what I've processed. I I can end a journey not really thinking, oh, I fixed that and I've addressed that and I've thought about that. It, It all just happens. And I finish a journey just feeling a little bit more relaxed because I know that I've given myself the opportunity to at least reflect on things, think about things, perhaps become a little bit more balanced. And that is invaluable to me. So, yeah, I don't know if I have a preference of... I love the idea of... And I love the reality of sharing an adventure with friends. But equally, there's something very enjoyable about doing it at my own time in my own company. I don't feel I need to have other people, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
3: And that's, that's one, one thing about the, the difference between cars and bikes, I find, is, it, is like when, when I'm on the bike, I'm 100% focused on task at hand, especially if I'm riding at pace well but, but in a car I do kind of like if if I if I get in my own head you just kind of switch off. You got yeah, cruise control on, you're kind of eating a sandwich, you're kind of paying attention to, you know, some crazy car you've just seen. You, you know what I mean? It's just kinda of, you kind of you're going to autopilot yourself almost, you know? What goes on in his head? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well th- well that's why I either I either one have to drive really fast mm. just to kind of and you know, I've, in my BM, it's manual, and it's kind of got no kind of assisted, nothing, and it's quite fun. You know what I mean? If I drive that quick, then then I've kind of I shut my headspace off, and I don't wander off, and I focus on what I'm doing. Or if I'm like t- this morning, I'm driving my mum's my mum's car, and I've just it's automatic, and so it's like it is literally just. Kind of a, a mm. mode of transport and you kind of shut off. so i, pu- I that's why i listen I listen to podcasts and I, and so i just I focus on a podcast, so I have something to think of while i 'm driving, so i'm not in my own head thinking about you know Things. stupid but i think I
1: think yeah I mean I think very much depends on 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 um, on what you're driving isn't it I mean yeah, cars yeah. you know I, I own a i actually the only car I have is a is a van.
4: <laughs> I have oh, yeah, a you,
1: transporter I have a little yeah a little jeep that I knock around in but that's just for local sh- stuff but um cars are so but they but easy. they're but they're easy but but you know the van is fantastic it's got it's got adaptive cruise control it's got mm. all the everything you could possibly want so it's a nice posh van but but yeah. um but, but, the uh, combat, but having said just... that, I, I, did, I did do the Mille, melee melee. is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I did it for Jaguar and then, and then um, they, they were going to give me some other car and they said, no, oh, you're not driving that car, you're driving this now. And it was a D-type Jag. Oh, wow. oh, so wow. uh, I jumped in with Steve Martin and we did that. But that car, you know, you can't think of anything. Yeah, to pay attention, you know? yeah. yeah. I mean, anything. It had a racing clutch so it was in or out. And there was no feathering. There was—I mean, it was just—it was brutal, brutal thing to drive. And 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 when you think about it, it still does a 150 miles an hour, faster than that and, even, and or faster than that yeah. even. Yeah, getting getting on for one hundred and eighty miles an hour, and for only four gears, and, and it was built, you know, a long time ago. And and um, in the fifties, and, and it was. <laughs> it's a bit like when you fly in a helicopter, you press the shell of a helicopter, and it goes doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and the same with the with the with the D type, it just goes doing and and um, so. But but uh, talking about things, so so I think you get your stimulation from bikes or cars, mm. but but there's just how you what you're driving, what you're riding. Yeah, they, yeah. they
2: change the way you travel. I went up to um, Scotland couple Of weeks ago, um, to run it to Glen Eagles for a funeral, and I i drove there and back in a day, mm-hmm. it's about 500 miles each way. Um, and about what was it, 13 and a half hours of driving? <laughs> yeah, so I left at half three in the morning, funeral was at like 11 o'clock and or 12 o'clock, and then stayed and left.
4: About, were, you in a, were you in a black suit?
3: About, I wasn't in a black suit, no, I was in a blue suit, um, but you were in a suit. You drive there.
2: I drove up in a suit, yeah, because I wasn't sure whether I was going to run straight into the church or not. But I got there a bit early, so it was all fine. But then I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to drive home and left about five and got home just after one. And just in the car, you know, cruise control, all the radars. All oh, that sorry, stuff. you were. I
3: thought you were on a bike. No, so no, I no, was in like the car. Like,
2: yeah. yeah, in the car. And it was like it was fine. Mm-hmm. And Holly was like, oh, you don't drive home. You'll be tired. I was like, well, if I'm if I'm tired, I'll just stop. I'll get a motel. Yeah, yeah. On the side, it'll be fine. But actually. I felt fine because driving was just so easy because yeah. it was all just, I didn't have to, you know, I it have to be, had you have to be in the, you to be in the mindset. I, on, I another done journey, that on a bike though. On another
1: journey, have... you, you, you couldn't keep your eyes open. I was doing yes. this. I was yeah. doing a speaking tour around the country uh, a few years ago. And, uh, um, and I, whenever I could, I'd drive home and, and, and some nights you just, after the show, mm. you know, midnight, drive
3: home two or three hours. And it was easy. And the yeah. other times you just, yeah. you know, you yeah. could There's nothing worse than it. like waning on a trip. Like when we, when we were filming Goblin, sometimes we do like, we do like an 18 hour filming day in mm. like Devon. And then I've got to drive to King's Lynn, yeah, five right. and a half hours away yeah, to do yeah. a race. And I'm just like, and I'm, I'm on the road and I'm in my van and I, it's, to be fair, it's illegal. I shouldn't have been doing it. You know what I mean? Um, so if it's legal, should so be talking about it? Well, I wasn't breaking the law. Uh, you know, who I was working for shouldn't have made me drive. They should have had a driver take me oh, where I, I was going. Mm-hmm. But um, but in interest of getting things done, I manned up and said, I'll do it. And... Um, So, but you're sitting there and you just kind of, nothing keeps you awake. You know what I mean? You pull over, you drink like 14 Red Bulls. I don't drink coffee. You know, I've had enough tea and Red Bull and nothing's working. Windows are wide open, air conditioning's on, you're slapping yourself in the face. You've got music cranked right up and you're just like, you just, you just, you know what I mean? You're closing one eye for a second, then you're like closing the other eye. And then you're like, okay, if I close both eyes for 10 seconds, I'm on a straight road and like, I'll be all right. And just go through all these kind of, crazy things in a car like yeah. that you'd never think of on a bike you know
4: no i don't think i've ever felt tired on a bike actually it's always only ever been in a car my
3: when best you mate stop. fell asleep yeah. oh my god I've, yeah. I've, I've had terrible
1: long 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 Have long you ever days been close on to bikes.
0: having little days on a bike
1: i've fallen asleep on a bike yeah wow. What's riding? What? and hit the curb and then woke up yeah. god, I mean, it, was, it was my absolute amazing skill that kept me alive. <laughs> With like, the skills uh, you learned, were at the Dakar Rally, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, globe trotting around the world, you know. life of a global adventurer, global adventurer. <laughs> but uh, but there you go.
0: Wow, guys, that was uh, epic. It has been quite epic, hasn't it? Yeah, I feel it's it's one of those ones where I feel like we've only just scratched the surface, and yet. I feel like we've actually said quite a lot at the same yeah. time it's, a, it's an amazing thing isn't it
3: also feel like I could sit here all day and chat to you guys you know what I mean it's just uh, I, I enjoy these chats so yeah, know, these guys always want to end the pod I'm like no we'll just kind of dug, dug in we can do a three hour pod yeah. no one cares like, yeah, there's I only mean,
2: so much therapy we can, yeah, it can take yeah, it
1: just does my head in otherwise
0: it makes me worse <laughs> so, yeah, we'll need to go out on some motorcycles afterwards yeah. to decompress um, so for the benefit of the driven audience that are listening and they want to hear more of what you gentlemen do, um, point them in the right direction. Where, where are our listeners heading to? Uh,
2: the, you can find us on all, all podcast platforms, um, pretty much Apple, Spotify, all the rest of them, um, at The Nod with MCN is what to search for. and um, That will be the title. And you can follow us on Instagram at The Nod Pod.
0: Perfect. And all the did. links
2: are on there because I've just finally... Actually, you inspired me. I was just looking at your Instagram yesterday and so we had a link tree and I was like, I really need to set yeah. one of those up. That's so I set thing. it up yeah. last night. I got a message
3: yesterday, anything we need to add to a link tree? I'm like, what? Where <laughs> <laughs> did this come from? Getting
2: all catching up with
3: technology. Yeah, Porthub so wasn't,
1: wasn't one of the ones that we can put up there really. So
3: sorry Yeah, we're not putting that, your yeah. cam... My there, only fans. Your only fans I account. asked them to put my only fans up there, but they denied. So, you know... <laughs> Anyway. For those listeners, they can find it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're not going to give you any clues, just <laughs> at your own risk. Um, and, well, s- same, same kind of vice versa. Um, yeah. Where can, where can our listeners find you guys?
0: Uh, so yeah, just search for Driven Chat. We're kind of going through a bit of a rebrand, so we're trying to focus more on the word Driven rather than Chat, uh, but both at the moment are live, so we are. there is a chance that in the very near future we'll be The Driven Podcast rather than The Driven Chat Podcast, but we'll see. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, all podcast platforms, as you say, uh, just search Driven Chat and it will come up um driven.site is our website and there we do more than just the podcast uh, the podcast is by far our biggest outlet but we do also have written articles there we have some beautiful photo galleries many of which taken by amy um uh, we've got some automotive news stories and just generally a kind of overview of everything we do can be seen at driven.site um and and yeah otherwise come along for the journey every single week it's a different conversation with somebody from the automotive world and uh, many of the conversations have little to no structure it's Myself and Amy, or myself and Miles, or myself and Rachel, or or independently. But it's always you having a chat. It's mostly. <laughs> yes, I'll be honest, and with someone that suffers from catastrophic imposter syndrome, it's a bloody lot of me, and it is uh, it is sometimes difficult to process. But yes, almost every episode, unfortunately, my voice is present. Um, but yes, this is a very a very typical format of what we do with the, with interesting people, and what I love is is hearing from listeners that perhaps. I haven't heard of the guest that, that we're talking to or have no real interest in that field or that subject, but they're like, oh, that was interesting to learn about that and wasn't expecting that. And those are the ones I always really like, the ones that you think, oh, I didn't expect the conversation to go in that direction, but that's uh, often what they do. Yeah, it's the
1: beauty of it. Yeah. Cool, let it happen. Well, wonderful. Well, well it's beautiful talking to you, all of you guys. Yeah, as always. Yeah.
2: Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. And, for having
0: and, us. Uh, and vice
1: versa.
2: Same to you. It's not very British. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Did you host or did I
3: host? <laughs> I don't know. Thank you. And all just. There bugger off <laughs> yeah. Yeah. get out of my
2: house <laughs> yeah. we'll just go into different rooms now and record the outros
3: no no i actually I, i'd like um, you want to do i'd like the these two i'd like these two to witness your intro
0: oh right? fantastic well should we say our goodbye we'll do the driven goodbye okay uh which is the these very typical thank you so much for listening uh, this week don't forget more of the same coming next week i've already plugged the website for the other podcast but you know it driven.site if you want to go and have a look uh, if you're feeling especially kind and generous, why not leave us both a lovely review, both for Driven and Ooh, yes. uh, for The Nod, because we have to remind people to do it. I know it's really crass asking people to, can you like me on the internet, please? But it does make a difference. So if you're feeling especially generous and the only way of thanking us for this podcast is by leaving us a lovely review, that is enough to make a massive difference. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much for listening, Driven listeners. Speak to you again in a week. I will now hand over to Ben Bowers, who's going to do an introduction for the podcast that you've already heard, but on a slightly different format, and maybe with slightly more edits, this is breaking my brain.
2: This is going to confuse people because they will have already heard this yeah. at the point we now say, now you're going to hear it, but yeah. you've already heard it.
3: That's right. See, I don't think we should edit it. We'll no, no, edit. no. Amy and I
0: do this a lot when we do our <laughs> one-on-one episodes together. We often will save our intro from the end because we know what we've spoken about. And we'll often refer to the fact that we're about to record the intro that you've already heard that we haven't recorded yet because of the conversation that we've already had. You're travelling through time.
2: I think we'll just leave. I'll just let you do it. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, come on. We'll, this is where I get horror. It's, it's becoming an old guess You Guess this. laugh at his face. I guess this. stare him in the
3: eyes. Yeah. Just, um, okay. His, prevent- just, his presenter gonna, voice comes out. I'm, I'm sitting ready. directly opposite no, Ben So I'm Amy's just, literally
2: just primed her camera to capture <laughs> <her>
0: awkwardness, <own> <laughs> so we
2: can share it with the world like <laughs> a funny colour of puce. Uh, so we're doing the intro now. This is so weird. Hello and welcome to the nod. Why do I always look at Anthony when we don't, do this? Just look
1: look down <laughs> at your phone and don't, don't just read the do script. Do anything. Read, the script. read the, script. Yeah. the script. Just
2: be yourself. Okay, thank you. Actually, you no, know, don't be yourself. Okay, yeah, that'd on. be awful. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to The Nod, a mindful motorcycle podcast. Now, as ever, supported by our great friends and sponsors, the British motorcycle insurance community. Woo! The BMIC is a new digital insurance led community building platform for the UK's motorcycle brands, communities, associations, and riders. BMIC connects riders directly with a regulated established insurer, eliminating intermediaries and pooling spending power to give back to its members in the form of lower premiums, better cover and rewards. Visit thebmic.co.uk bmic.co.uk to see how you and your motorcycle community can benefit.
3: You didn't realise you were getting an ad on your uh, podcast. (laughs) I forgot that that I did there now. (laughs) That's just
2: for our kind sponsors. That's great. We love the BMIC. (laughs) And uh, something a little bit different this week on the podcast. We've got Anthony and Charlie here once again, but we're combining two of the great powerhouses of automotive podcasts and are joined by John Marker and... Amy Haynes, Ni yes. Shaw from Driven Chat. Hey. Hey, guys. How's Hello, it going? Great to see you. And
4: you.
2: We've had a great
3: chat.
4: <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. Well, oh, but I thought we, we haven't quite started yet. Have yeah, we? but we're recording the, outro, the intro once we've done it. So we can tell you now, listeners, this, this is a cracker. It's been a lot of fun. Um, so sit comfortably, grab a cup of tea. Or two, and, uh, or two, or eight, maybe a <laughs> drink, wine. Um, and get ready for this. John is a uh, highly respected journalist, presenter, and producer of all things motoring related, um, and he's a lovely fella. And Amy is quite possibly the best photographer of people and vehicles on the planet.
4: Oh. Very, very
2: kind. Do check out her Instagram, Amy. It's Amy Shaw Photography, still, isn't yeah. it, still? But your name's Amy Haynes. It's confusing, this whole narrative yeah. thing, isn't it? Um, but she is, in my opinion, the best in the business at capturing people and their passion around motor vehicles. And you take nice pictures of cars and bikes too? Okay. And of me... <laughs> That's impressive. what he's getting yeah. at. All those, all those profile is. pictures of Malay it, it you, you style give
1: style him every year. Literally, how good she is <laughs> that she can take. I know she's very, very good at Photoshop, isn't she? Really, <laughs> a
4: great new yeah. called AI, which I mean. Yeah, notice.
2: yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. Yeah, here we go. Good. All right, and now I'll do an outro.
3: Okay. Oh, yeah, oh, you sorry. didn't. Oh, you didn't do the whole mindful podcast where it you did. Yeah, awesome, you did. You just weren't listening. Weren't listening, were you? I missed an opportunity to take the.
2: Thank you for listening to the Nod, a mindful motorcycle podcast. There it is. There it is. I, see. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Do make sure you subscribe to get your alerts, and then rate and share the show to help us grow. Ah, perfect. It's a good, good one, isn't it? I like that. This is
4: better than yours, sorry. Yeah, that was yeah, very. You good.
2: can, you can have it. Steal
0: it. <laughs>
2: it you can also follow us on the Nod Pod on Instagram. Thanks to our friends and sponsors, as ever, the British Motorcycle Insurance community. Do check them out online and join the community. Links in our bios on Insta. Oh, we've got a link tree. I've just put up a link tree on Instagram. He's so very proud it's of himself. Very, very, very proud of himself. It's herself. all there. Um, it also links to Charlie Borman's YouTube channel. You're welcome, Charlie. Get you a two more followers. Not my only fans. Uh, we'll be back next week with another guest. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one next week. This was a good one. But next week's a good say. one, too. Oh, is yeah. it better? I mean, they're, they're all, all good. good. Oh, okay. They're all good. Join us next time. Until then, stay safe, be kind, and check in with a mate.
3: <laughs> There's that smile. Hey. There we go. Well done,
0: well done everyone. And we are going off. The Driven
3: Chat Podcast. Powered by Paramex Digital.